This episode of All You Need to Know is brought to you by Union Bank of India. Good people to bank with. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the daily morning update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 31st of October. The big talking point for global markets this morning is the potential shift in policy by the Bank of Japan. Already the yen has gained after a report by Nikkei that policymakers could let the yield on the 10-year government bonds rise above 1%. That's something that they've been preventing as part of their current policy of managing bond yields, which is known as yield curve control. A major change in stance could send bond yields higher first in Japan and then in the US and other parts of the world. That decision will probably be out by the time you listen to this podcast, so do check out the latest headlines before the start of trade today. Remember, volatile bond yields in the US have partly been responsible for the turmoil in equity markets in the recent past. The yield on the 10-year treasury in the US is not too far from the 5% mark, and that has caused fund flows to move away from equity elsewhere in the world. Back home, one of the top stories that we're tracking this morning is the fact that Tata Motors has said that an arbitration panel has ruled in favor to recover 766 crore rupees with interest from the West Bengal Industrial Development Corporation for the Singur Nano project that the company was forced to scrap. A three-member arbitral tribunal unanimously held that Tata Motors is entitled to recover the 765.8 crore rupees along with interest at 11% per annum from the 1st of September 2016 till actual recovery thereof from the corporation. The company is also allowed to recover 1 crore rupees towards the cost of proceedings. Moving on, the Securities Appellate Tribunal yesterday has overturned a regulatory ban on Puneet Koenka, who is Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer of Z Entertainment Enterprises, that prevented him from holding a directorship or top managerial role in a listed entity. That's according to a report in the Economic Times today. That ruling has potentially uh, hastened the merger with the local arm of Japan's Sony Group Corp, that is Culver Max Entertainment. Now, in other news, the Enforcement Directorate has summoned Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal for questioning in an excise policy-linked money laundering case on the 2nd of November. That's based on a PTI report that quoted unnamed sources. Kejriwal has been issued the summons under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act, and according to the PTI report, the agency will record his statement once he deposes before the investigating officer of the case in Delhi. In international news, Israel has said that a female soldier held captive in Gaza was freed as the army extends its ground operations in the territory. Israel has promised that aid flows will be increased as concern mounts over the humanitarian situation in the region. Authorities in Gaza have said that the death toll since the war erupted have surpassed 8,300, according to a Bloomberg report. In other news, General Motors has reached a tentative contract agreement with the United Auto Workers Union, bringing an end to a six-week-old strike that had upended U.S. automobile production and cost the industry billions of dollars. That's a Bloomberg report. The terms of the pact are broadly similar to the deals that were signed earlier by Ford Motor and Stellantis NV, including a 25% hourly pay increase plus cost-of-living allowances 
over the more than four-year contract. That's what the union said in a statement that confirmed what Bloomberg had said earlier in a report. Now, turning to international markets, central bank action is what everyone is focused on this morning. And first, the Bank of Japan decision and later the U.S. Fed decision later in the week. Now, overnight, U.S. stocks ended higher with all three major indices gaining over a percent each. The yield on the 10-year treasury was trading at 4.89% last I checked. And in the Asia-Pacific region this morning, the three early rises were trading mixed with the Nikkei 225 down about 0.1% in Japan. The Australian benchmark was positive, while the Kospi in South Korea was trading with cuts of about 0.7% last I checked. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trades that are for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. Central bank action at the center of activity today? Good morning, Alex. Uh, yes, central banking week indeed. The BOJ, Fed, BOE with the BOJ starting today. By the time some of our listeners hear this podcast, the BOJ decision might well be out. Remember, due out at 8.30 a.m. India Standard Time. So they may well have come out with the decision. But depending on what the BOJ does, um, it could well have a repercussion. Maybe not immediately, but will certainly have a bit of a repercussion for for global markets at large. I mean, if there is a, a rate tweak, then there could quite be something really. A Reuters poll, though, uh, suggested that two-thirds of the respondents who are economists globally said that the BOJ will only tweak uh, the rates maybe next year. Um, No big changes uh, to today's policy. But ahead of the Fed, the BOJ becomes important. And this week later on, we'll watch out for the Fed as well. But as you would have marked too, I think because of the strong performance of the US markets overnight and Asia looking sanguine, oil being slightly lower, things are fine. Uh, for for this morning. Let's see what happens uh, during the rest of the day. From a results perspective, uh, not necessarily a very big day for for our markets. A lot of mid-cap and small-cap numbers came out. So what did well, what did not? I think that's the key focus because I think it's difficult to call out what the market will do, like I said. Just that we know it will start well and therefore the result reactions would be steady and depending on what the company states. So Mangalore Chemicals was largely, I would reckon, a standout performance, uh, sales up 47% uh, uh, QOQ and nearly 4x YOY. EBITDA extreme positive versus a loss. EBITDA margin, obviously a positive profit, naturally kind of standing out. So Mangalore Chemicals was one. Nilkas was the other one. Uh, sales volumes were decent, up 20% QOQ. EBITDA per kg, improved as well. EBITDA was uh, decent. Quarter on quarter was up 64%, 18% YOY, so did okay. Blue Star, I thought, stood out. Uh, the unitary product segment was a big surprise. Uh, sales were up 39%. Uh, remember, Lloyd came out with 19% uptake. Voltas came out with a 15% uptake. So very steady performance by Blue Star. It'll be interesting to see uh, how the stock reacts today. Supreme Industries uh, management had revised its guidance for blended plastic volumes growth to 23% for, versus 20% earlier. Pipes volume growth to 28% versus 20 to 25% earlier and has guided for 14.5% consolidated EBITDA margin versus 14% earlier for FY24. So results notwithstanding, this guidance should do well. Vesuvius seemed very strong, very good p- control, presumably on raw materials, drove an even stronger EBITDA margin performance, 19.9 
versus 14.2. So decent showing out there as well. Premier Explosives, uh, EBITDA was up at 22 crores versus 7 crores YOY, which is a 200% jump or nearly 3x uptick. So that is to be watched out for as well. It's an important day for earnings today, more importantly. There's Airtel, there's LNT, there's IOC, Tata Consumer, uh, there's Gale, and Mankind Pharma, amongst others, uh, which had a very strong um, outing. There's also Naveen Florin, Praj Industries, as well as Arvind, which come out with numbers. And Arvind would be particularly important considering the fact that Gokul Das has not been able to report a good set of numbers today. And their margin contraction might actually have a bit of a bearing on Gokul Das export stock in the session. HDFC Bank, uh, uh, I don't think there'll be too much of a, of a, of a reaction, to be honest, uh, to HDFC Bank's buy-side analyst meet. But there were positive opening remarks that there's no PNL loss from construction finance. Uh, they spoke about how credit growth equal to nominal GDP and they'll grow 400 basis points higher than the system credit growth. Deposits will not be an issue. Asset quality is doing okay. So some positive remarks there. Let's see if it helps the stock. But you were right as you tossed to me that it is a central banking dominated week. And maybe that will be the overbearing factor this week at least. Uh, maybe not the geopolitical conflict. So that's to be kept in mind because Saudis are now in the center of attraction, uh, a center of action after the Houthi rebels uh, had the skirmish with some of their uh, guards. Is this fanning out into a larger conflict drawing multiple countries? That will be a big issue for markets. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. As I said, don't forget to check out the latest updates on the Japan monetary policy stance. And you'll find all of those details on the website bqprime.com. So don't forget to check it out. Have a great day. This episode of All You Need to Know is brought to you by Union Bank of India. Good people to bank with. 